0: 12 12 Days of
1: Sleepyhead Stories. Yes, guys, welcome to 12 Days of Sleepyhead Stories. Have you ever heard of the Nutcracker? Yes. Yes. We have a big one outside our house, don't we? Yes, we do. And we have some small ones that we've collected, right? For Christmas time. Well, this is the story called The Nutcracker. And it is illustrated by Valeria D'Ocampo, and it's based on the New York City Ballet production of George Balashine's The Nutcracker.
0: But why is she holding a nutcracker while she's doing ballet?
1: Well, The Nutcracker is actually a very famous ballet that's been around for many, many years, older than me, older than you, and it's... Comes out around Christmas time. And they've taken that and made it into a story. And when I say it's a ballet, it's a dance that you go to and you see in a theater. Maybe I'll take you.
0: They made, they made a movie about that?
1: There is a movie, yes. There's a lot uh, of movies. There's a
0: movie and a story and a ballet. And there's a ballet. Yeah,
1: it's very popular for, for Christmas time. Okay? And-
0: and they collect them, and some people have them on as 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 decorations for Christmas.
1: They're decorations for Christmas. There's yes. Ugh, it's a so big much, deal. The Nutcracker.
0: So much nutcrackers. I uh, guess everybody likes nutcrackers for Christmas.
1: All right. Well, let me read you the story. This is a bit of a long one, guys. So, just warning you now. If you don't have the time. You might want to make some time later on. Okay. It was Christmas Eve at the Stahlbaum's house, and like children everywhere, Marie and Fritz were so excited that they could feel their toes tingle. Their parents were decorating the Christmas tree before the big holiday party, and Marie and Fritz were not allowed into the great room until it was done. They jostled each other to sneak a peek at the glittering tree through the keyhole. At last, the guests arrived and the doors were thrown open. Let the party begin. Everyone cried as they joyfully filled the festive room. Big party, huh? Mm -hmm. The children danced and played and everyone was merry until the lights flickered and the room grew dark. A mysterious man with a young boy entered from the shadows. The man was dressed all in black with a huge fluttering cape. The children scurried to hide behind their parents just as he paused and flung back his cape over his shoulder. Ah, there was nothing to fear. It was just Herr Dosselmeyer, Marie's beloved godfather. Marie flew into his arms for a hug and shyly met his young nephew. Air Drosselmeyer was a toy inventor, and a visit from him was always full of surprises. The curious children, their eyes full of wonder, gathered around three huge boxes he had brought with him. Suddenly, the boxes sprang open and out leaped life sized dolls, then another, and then another, the dolls danced for the delighted crowd. As the celebration continued, Air Dosselmeyer beckoned to Marie. He had a special gift for her, a nutcracker. The nutcracker was dressed as a handsome soldier with a white beard. Air Drosselmeyer showed Marie how the nutcracker could open and snap his mouth to crack nuts for everyone. Crack, crack. It looks just like our nutcracker huh yeah yeah marie was enjoying cracking nuts and passing them out to the children when suddenly jealous fritz swooped in and snatched the nutcracker from her he swung it around the room and smashed it down onto the floor with a loud bang marie burst into tears her beloved nutcracker was broken but air drosselmeyer knew just how to fix the nutcracker he tied a scarf around the nutcracker's head like a bandage and handed him back to Marie, who cradled him in her arms. Then, Erdrosselmeier's nephew gave Marie a tiny bed that was the perfect size for the nutcracker, and Marie nestled him to rest. See his little bed?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The party was coming to a close, and everyone joined in for one last grand dance. When the musical ended, the guests bundled up and made their way out into the frosty night air. Marie waved goodbye to her dear godfather and his handsome nephew. It had been a long evening and it was time for bed. During the night, Marie awoke, remembering that the Nutcracker was alone downstairs in his bed. She ran down to scoop him up. With the nutcracker safely in her arms, she curled up on the sofa and drifted back to sleep in the soft glow of the Christmas tree. She hadn't been asleep for long when Drosselmeier slipped back into the house to properly mend the nutcracker. He gently slid him out of Marie's arms, repaired him under the light of the moon, and disappeared into the darkness. But then strange things began to happen. At the stroke of midnight, Marie was pulled from her sleep by the clock charms. She rubbed her eyes in surprise. Great big mice appeared from the shadows and began to scurry around the room. See the mice? I think they're looking for the nutcracker. You think? Mm -hmm. Wow, look at this. With a rumble and a shake, the tree began to grow before her eyes. The lights were flashing brightly as it rose higher and higher. Marie had never seen anything so big. She's, as, she's the same size now as the Nutcracker. You see? But
0: why is he alive now? Let's see. Let's read.
1: Oh, no. There we go. Sorry. Then Fritz's toy soldiers sprang to life. They marched in battle to battle the mice. The mice were led by the fierce and terrible mouse king who wore a shiny crown on his head. Then the nutcracker himself came to life, growing until he was the size of Marie. His bed, now huge, spun around and around. The nutcracker leaped out of bed and to lead the battle against the mice. The mouse king towered over the nutcracker, taunting him, when a quick-thinking Marie threw her slipper and it landed on the king's head. He turned to look away, and the nutcracker toppled him over. The nutcracker triumphantly claimed the mouse king's crown in victory. In that very moment, the ancient spell that had been cast on the nutcracker was broken. He transformed into a handsome prince who looked very much like Air Drosselmeyer's nephew. The prince gallantly placed the crown on top of Marie's head and led by the hand into the starry night beyond her house and deep into the forest toward the Christmas star snow began to fall and the glistening flakes began to dance. Can you see? The prince took Marie on a fantastic journey. They boarded a cozy walnut boat and sailed into the night, soon landing in an enchanted kingdom called the Land of Sweets. The Land of Sweets was a magical place filled with candy dripping and icing and magnificent delicious colors as far as the eye could see. News of their arrival traveled fast, and Marie and the prince were greeted by the sugarplum fairy, who reigned over the land. She welcomed them with a curtsy, and with a wave of her sparkly wand, a host of delights from her kingdom appeared before them. The prince told the story of their great battle with the Mouse King. Oh, you are both very brave, the Sugar Plum Fairy said. Then she invited them to celebrate by settling in two magnificent candy thrones with big bowls of chocolate, cake, and ice cream set before them. The Sugar Plum Fairy summoned everyone in the Land of Sweets to dance for the prince and Marie in honor of their victory. First, there was a delightful dance of spicy Spanish hot chocolate, heralded by the call of trumpets and snapping fingers. Next came the mysterious Arabian coffee dance that ended with the tinkling of tiny cymbals giving way to the explosive leaps and turns of Chinese tea. The jumping candy canes emerged next, leaping high into the air and dancing through hoops. What could come after candy canes? Marzipan shepherdesses stepped out, tiptoeing delectedly while playing their flutes. The biggest surprise of all was the gigantic Mother Ginger who swaggered before them, all of a sudden, eight tiny clowns called Polly Kinnels sprang from beneath her skirt and danced to the rhythm of her tambourine. As Mother Ginger scooted her children off, a garden of flowers appeared. Amid the blooms was the shimmering dewdrop fairy. And with each step, she brought every single petal to life in blossoming swirls of pink." Wow. Finally, the regal sugarplum fairy returned with her noble cavalier. They floated gracefully about and then she spun faster and faster before leaping into his arms. It was all so deliciously marvelous. With another wave of her wand, the sugar plum fairy summoned her whole kingdom for a joyous farewell celebration. As much as they wanted to stay, it was time for Marie and the prince to leave the land of sweets and return to their families. As the lovely soft snow continued to fall, they climbed into a beautiful sleigh pulled by magical reindeer. Marie and the prince turned to wave goodbye to their new friends as they rose higher and higher into the sky away from their sweet celebration and into the starry night <laughs> ooh bless you <laughs> <laughs> and with that that is the end of the nutcracker so the mice wanted it but it was but it was too close in her arms Right, the mice were creeping in, looking at the Nutcracker, but then magically she shrunk, 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 shrunk to the size of the Nutcracker. And then there was a big battle, right? But why? Well, I don't think the Mouse King or the mice liked the Nutcracker, and so they tried to beat him in a battle, but they didn't win. The Nutcracker won. But... Do you think that maybe she was dreaming? Yes. Do you think that maybe when she lay down on that couch and hugged him in his arms, she fell asleep, and maybe she dreamt all these nice things, like sugar plum fairies and and dancing, you know, candies? What I do you
0: actually think? think this is fake book because if you if you think it's a real book, then it's old. Oh. Then it's real, and if you think it's fake, I think this one's fake because she shrinks.
1: Because she shrinks. Have you ever shrunk that small, as small as one of your toys? No. I think you're right in the sense that I think she had a dream on Christmas Eve night, and she had a big dream of some big things, right? I think all the sugar plum fairy and all the candies and cakes and things were... were cakes and candies that she saw at the Christmas party she was at with all the people dancing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot the whole thing that you said. (laughs) 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 All right, guys, that was uh, the Nutcracker based on the New York City Ballet version, and we hope you enjoyed. Thank you for coming and listening to Day 3 of 12 Days of Sleepyhead Stories.
0: And I always want to tell about my toys on Stories.
1: Okay. Maybe another time. This is a long one. All right, guys. Have a great night or day. Hi, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sleepyhead Stories. We have so much fun creating this podcast and we couldn't do it without your support and positivity. So thanks again. We are now available on all major streaming podcast platforms, making it easier for you to listen to your Sleepyhead Stories And we also have an Instagram page. Check us out at Sleepyhead Stories, where we post a photo of every book we read. If you're listening to us here on the Anchor app, you can favorite this podcast, or leave us some applause, or even leave us a message that we may post on a future show. You could even suggest a book that you'd like to hear. And finally, we've added a button on our Anchor page called Support This Podcast, This just gives you the ability to leave a small monthly donation if you feel to do so, and those funds would go toward the purchase of books for future episodes or other preschool material that would help our little preschooler along her way. But again, we don't expect it, but we sure would appreciate it. So thank you guys so much. We wish you the best day or the best night, and we'll see you in the next episode.